Hey, hello everyone, Sean Simons here, PPG Grandpa. I don't know if you know or not, but you probably do. Every Tuesday night at ppgshane.com, never trust a skinny chef. Shane does a paramotor podcast, but he doesn't do the audio podcast. So what I would like to do is share with you his latest podcast that he just did. He doesn't know about this just yet, but he will in a little bit. So if he says this is a cool idea, then you'll be able to hear it. If not, well, then this never happened. Anyways, kick back and relax. And you can always go over to ppgshane.com and watch his live show every Tuesday night. This is a bonus audio on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. It's working, it's working. We're live? We are live. All right. No, we're doing crazy stuff now. We're live. Okay. All right, got that nice and shrunk down now. We got the JR Paramotor, which by the way, Oh, someone's at my front door, apparently. Can you all hear that? Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> that should happen a couple more times unless my daughter decides to stay inside. Evo! Nick, what's going down? Craig? We are just getting started. Man, Michael, what's going down? John? My daughter being here in a minute. <sighs> so I guess while we were gone, my dog um, found, my Roddy found somebody's um, pet rabbit running around and injured its back leg or legs. I'm not really sure. Um, but I was standing out there talking to my neighbor this morning and a, a white rabbit come running in the in her backyard she's like oh yeah they just run around i'm like did we not hear about birds of prey that eat rabbits especially dumb ones that have been left in the uh and not in the wild scotty's backyard barbecue hello sean bill h what's going on guys so real quick tonight i want to give out um a couple shout outs to a couple people um we're going to talk I know we talked about it last night. We're going to talk about it again tonight on some things that uh, we didn't cover last night about the fly-in at Bad Apples, which was amazing. And I couldn't believe how much fun we had. (sighs) What'd you do? What'd you find out about the rabbit? So, um, the, I called the rescue group. The girl is in over her head right now. But she contacted another one of her partners, and he's going to come pick up the bunny Thursday after four. Okay, are you going to be here? Yes. Okay. He he knows all about special needs bunnies, so. Does he know about special needs daughters? No. Oh, okay. Just checking. Rude. All right. Love you. Love you, bye. Come on, dogs. Oh, yeah, out, mutts. You're such a dark shame. So is the <laughs> rabbit dead? No, it's alive. Missing a leg? Uh, no, it. I think Jack actually uh, just kind of stepped on it or whatever on the back end. I don't think he... She said there was no drool or anything like that. Um, 
on on the rabbit. I just think they, I don't know. I, I mean, he's. I thought she just found like a stray, um, like a wild rabbit, but it's an actual like rabbit that you get from the pet store or whatever. So, Jason Campbell, how's it going, brother? I am still working on my video for uh, Bad Apples. I thought I was done with it tonight, added a few things, screwed everything up, and I got correct a bunch of stuff. So uh, that was awesome. And then hey, I'm Shane. trying to... What? Sorry. Mary is in here, too. I see her. I'm waiting for a few more people to come in here because, like I said, there's going to be some shout-outs given. There's going to be um, a bunch of thank yous and... <laughs> uh yes jason <laughs> i have <laughs> he asked me if i ever pat a rabbit between his ears <laughs> oh man well eric you liking that new pellet smoker or what i do that thing is awesome i am so glad i waited to see how yours worked uh yeah so everybody's in the chat we were talking about a little earlier uh, I got a pellet smoker, just a, a step smaller than Shane's, and um, it is pretty darn slick. I, I really do like I like the fact that, so you can, you can throw your food in there and just walk away and leave it. That, that, I, that I like. I, I didn't. I checked it all the time. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's going to be a learning experience. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it is super nice. And- Number- the number one rule in cooking or when you're smoking, if you're looking, you're not cooking. Right. Just just remember that. So, yeah, we had chicken quarters tonight and they were good. They weren't as good as yours. Um, but that's just going to be a learning curve. Yeah. Trial and error. Trust me. I didn't. My first my first couple chicken quarters didn't come out. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of videos out there. They'll they'll teach you. Now, with your smoker, did it did it go? Does it go from two fifty to three hundred? No, it goes down to one. No, on on when you're when you're it go, it should go to about what is it? The numbers go from like two hundred, two twenty five, two fifty, and then it goes to three hundred. There's no two seventy five on mine. I'd have to look. I don't recall. Uh, Craig Couch uh, said that he's going to buy a Pit Boss pellet smoker and gas combo. I don't honestly think you need it, um, the, the gas part of it. I mean, it, it sears, it braises, bakes. Um, I thought Jade was bringing some cake mix. I was going to try to cook it in the, uh, for your birthday, try to cook in that pellet smoker because it's supposed to bake. Yeah. No, I we got the cupcakes instead. I did, but he told me to go get cupcakes. Well, that's no I fault. said go get cupcake Krista. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, she was on film and in these videos more than I've ever seen her in anything online. Will Fly, well, hello. Will Fly, you jumping in tonight or what? You're, you're part of the, uh, the Bad Apples... Uh, flying group you can add to some uh commentaries 
with his what, Dairy Queen ice cream in his hand. Yeah, I was wondering how many how, how much ice cream he ate while he was there. I have no idea, but I know that he his his trip probably lasted an uh, hour longer than it should have from all of his stops. What he stopped for? The Dairy Queen ice cream. He kept sending us pictures of his cups. Hey, Craig, um, you can turn that that smoker to sear and cook two hamburgers in no time. Um, you don't need to. Uh, well, you can do what you want. I, I literally, when I bought this pellet smoker and seen what it could do, I gave my guests um, uh, grill to my neighbor. I was like, I'll never need this. I'll be... Uh, uh, anything I need to do, I can do on this pit boss. So, yeah, um, those hamburgers that you made were phenomenal. Oh yeah, well, that, I made really a bunch of those. But... Yeah, she, um, uh, Jr. Paramore says I have an awesome wife. Did I bring a different wife? What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, she's freaking. Uh, she's she's the cat's meow. She's not usually that open. Usually, she's kind of shy, but. I guess because she knows that we've talked all the time, what have you, and she just kind of fl flowed right into everything. Um, Craig, I did um, hamburgers, and when I say I did hamburgers, somebody walked by and said, are those hamburgers or is that meatloaf? Because they were huge hamburgers. But if you just did um, a regular size hamburger, you can do them just as quick on that as you can on the uh on a gas grill there's a plate that slides and that's how you get the sear part of it um it's on the heat deflector and you can slide that open so the flame is directly under it if you only had two hamburgers boom you're uh you'll be cooking in no time and craig the model that i got is the pit boss austin xl it's a thousand eight square inches of cooking surface and it's, I think I paid 447 bucks at Walmart with Ford. Um, it was the cheapest one that I could find. Well, not the cheapest price for that model I could find. So if you look up, if you go on YouTube later after the show, not during now, because <laughs> um, you'll see, you type in um, pellet smokers under 500 bucks and pound for pound, square inch for dollar, whatever you want to call it. Um, Everybody goes with the pit boss at the end of it. The only real um, negative is what I was saying earlier. The temperature goes from 250 to 300. There's no 275. Most of your barbecue cooks are 275. But as I've learned, you can. So there's a P setting, which is a pause. And it's it pauses the, the auger, say, 18 seconds, 28 seconds, it goes all the way up to like 120 seconds or something. What it does is, it, depending on what your P setting is, zero means um, no smoke, and seven is the heaviest setting for smoke, and that will determine how fast that auger turns. So if you really want a heavy smoke, you put on seven, and then you go from there. If you're looking to just do a quick, like I was going to do um, a cake in there, for Eric's birthday, um, I was I put it on zero so that no no real smoke comes out of it, and then you just get the heat. And uh, but I we didn't get a chance to do that, so I don't know how well cake comes out in that. 
But I can tell you that chicken quarters, hamburgers, hot dogs, brats, pork butt, hams. What else? So, is there something else, Jade? Am I missing? All came out phenomenal, but like hot dogs, I cooked hot dogs in no time. Yeah, the hot dogs, the hamburger. I mean, I don't think there was one meal that was not good. Yeah, Craig. Like um, hold on, real quick, Craig. The a bag of pellets, which you can get a thirty-pound bag of pellets for sixteen bucks at Walmart, and uh, it lasts. I want to say it burns a a, a pound. Depending on your setting, I believe it's a pound every two hours, something like that. I, I can't. I know I burned, what was it? I burned 50 pounds of pellets uh, the whole weekend or the whole week cooking for everyone. And those were long cooks. That wasn't just making hamburgers. Um, oh, pork chops. I knew there was something else. I made pork chops. So... Like the pork chops, all that, I could just turn the heat up on that and then quickly cook everything and be done. Hot dogs, same way. Brats, same exact way. Um, I know if I put that smoker on 250 and the pea setting at five or six, I can get the temperature to be at 275. So there, there is ways around adjusting the temperature. And on my grill or my smoker, um, the right side is the hottest when you're cooking like chicken. Like I cooked the chicken quarters. I had the whole entire grill covered, but I noticed that the right side was cooking way hotter than the left side. Left side was, it wasn't, I shouldn't say it's not cooking. It just didn't cook nearly as nice as the right side did. So I just had to do some flipping and flopping. No big deal. Mark Elroy. You back at work, sir, because uh, I've done two days of work now, which, by the way, every five weeks, I think I, I think it's five weeks or six weeks, I have to work an hour and a half, two hours, Monday through Friday. After, like, so I work nine and a half, ten hours um, extra. I'm sorry, a day extra so that um, it's my, my uh, time to be on after hours. Right after this long trip, I was like, they walked in, they're like, hey, it's your week. I'm like, oh, I don't want it to be my week. I didn't even want to come in here and have to work late Wednesday. So, um, JR Paramotors, are you still in here? If so, did you want to come on tonight and talk? Uh, Dave Perry, same thing with you. If you want to come on and talk about bad apples, you're experience um we can can the Amy. Uh, mark the smokestack is on the right side of the smoker and the heat source is directly in the middle kent stamey has gone on sir let me see if i can add in hold on here add in the uh Oh, what am I doing? Anybody know what I'm doing here? No. I'll add the link in here.
I think I can do it this way. I still haven't quite figured everything out, but yeah. What am I? Uh oh, what's going on? Oh, oh, oh snap. <laughs> I love the background, sir. Right on, man. What's going yeah. on? You, you see, you see with you. <laughs> I don't know. The first thing about cooking is the problem. I mean, nothing. You sure know the good, the, the first thing about eating, though. I know how to eat. Yeah, know how to eat. Just don't know how to cook. All right, let me see if this will work. You signed up for two cheeseburgers, man. You only ate one. I got sent home with a bag full of cheeseburgers. <laughs> you see the size of the cheeseburger, though? I, I mean, you know, I'm thinking McDonald's, Burger King type thickness. You know, that was the biggest burger I've ever had. It's most meat you've had all. in your mouth. <laughs> no, well... Well, somebody said that we having hamburgers or meatloaf. I started laughing. I was like, well, I really wanted to make, um, I really did want to smoke um, a, a couple of meatloafs in there, but I didn't. I think it was, oh, because Waller was making the ham. So I didn't want to uh, exclude that, which by the way, damn good hams. If you ask me, poor guy <sighs> makes two hams and doesn't even try it and he leaves. He didn't get any. No, he brought him over and said, here you go, and left. Dang, man. That was some good ham. The second day, uh, remember I asked you about the, the – I asked you about the ham. I said, this is ham, but it's different than the pork butt. Is that what it was? Correct. That's also a ham, right? No. The, actually, a pork butt comes from the front half of the, of the cow. Why they call it butt, I don't know. But the ham, the ham is the back where the the femur goes into the buttocks area. That's the ham. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the butt. The ham is the butt. No, the butt is the butt, and the ham is the ham. The butt comes from the shoulder in the front, right? Correct. And the butt, uh, Bill, and the ham Bill, comes from the back. Bill H wants to know: Can one ship a hamburger? <laughs> I'm not paying. <laughs> hey, I'm not paying for that shipping. That thing's heavy. <laughs> yeah, ship one to Walter. What's that? Ship one to Walter. It'll never make it there. <laughs> All right, so we got 16 watching. I did see uh, neighbor Mary in here. Um, I want to start out with her first. Um, so Jade showed up and handed me some cookies, which did not last long. And... I did have I did have a few, which is hard for me to say no because I like cookies, but I just know they're bad for me. And for one cookie, I have to not drink two beers. So <clears throat> that's what I'm saying, DP. So Jade, can you explain how um, was this burnt, etched? How's this work? So um, who he's talking about is my neighbor, Mary. She also goes by Missy. Um, but she started, she's very crafty and she started uh, doing wood burning this winter and she taught me how to make something. And if you hang on one second, I'll show you what I made. Oh my goodness. I'm not sure I understand. Oh my. I didn't Why see I, put, I, mean, I think, I think Hold I put on. it, I think I put it in a camper 
but anyway, um, she uses, uh, I don't know. Do you remember when you were like us older people remember when they had the little wood burning kits and, yeah. and you could like draw something and then you would uh, burn it out. So she's doing that actually on nicer logs and everything else. And then some little uh, thinner panels. So she decided to be funny and make one for Shane. And then she made a bad apples one also. So she wanted me to bring those down along with the cookies for Shane because she likes watching his show. So Shane's got something here and she actually painted it to make it more colorful also. And she did it on one of his funny nights. Go ahead. Here we Shane. go. Here we go. This is the this is the funny one. My wife's not a fan of it. I think it's hilarious. It's going on the wall. This is my room. So I could do what I want. Ready? I like it. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I laugh so hard. <laughs> oh wow. What did I just hit? I dropped it. Cancel. Okay. Now, this is the one she made. I left this in the window of the camper the whole weekend. Yep. Yeah, that was cool. So, that this is one of my... Uh, I like that a lot, just so you know. So, if I'm right, she either does a projector or like the day that I was over there and she had me do one of a picture of me that she had taken and she uses like a carbon copy paper, a carbon paper. And she has the picture on paper and then she traces it out and then she'll burn it onto the wood. Ooh. All right. So I didn't, um, you guys, Jade, Eric, DP, you guys don't know about this that I know of. So I'll, I'm going to try to get through this the best I can because Jr. are you in here? I thought I'd seen him in here. Is he in here? Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Wait, wait. All right. So uh, he 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 made he made me made me something. Well, I should say he made my wife and I something, and uh, it caught me off guard. And it uh, it took me about ten minutes to come out of the camper because I didn't want anybody to make fun of me. So I'm going to do this on live on the air so you guys can make fun of me. So this really hit home with me, and I'm not going to cry, just so you know. I'm going to try, though, not to cry. So here, this is from JR Paramotors, and I don't know if I can get it all in here. Oh, I can't see. Hold on. Uh, the light's killing it. Without crying, can you read it? I'll try. <sighs> I feel like DP on them on my first tandem. <laughs> <laughs> take it a word at a time <laughs> because okay so because someone we love is in heaven there is um there is a little bit of heaven in our home oh, nice. so, oh that is yes nice. that's awesome is that wood or metal or what? yes it's wood so I, I came out he was sitting in his chair and all i could say was thank you because i couldn't talk <laughs> but i i i greatly Greatly appreciate it. And actually, it's probably going to go up. I'm move that flag behind me out of the way and put that there. And then when I finally get around to um, putting this, redoing this room so that I don't have to have a camera on a stand 
look over there for the TV, all this stuff. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be up here in this room somewhere, preferably where I can see it all the time. That was really welcome, cool. Jane. It was a pleasure making it for you. You're a good dude, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, can you, exp since you got your daughter there, can can we go ahead and talk to her about her first tandem? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, tell us who I you are. I don't think she wants to. <laughs> tell us who you are. Kata. Okay. And who's your awesome dad? Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so tell him who we flew with. Matt Minyard. Matt Minyard. And tell us about your flight. Did you um, did you keep running or did you just decide to jump right in your seat right when your feet started moving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you look at your dad and say, that's not the thing to do. You got to keep running. Mm -hmm. Don't let your dad jump in his seat too early when he starts flying. Yeah, I, I asked her, I said, so, so what did Matt tell you on the radio? I said, well, see that guy in the pink shirt when I say three, run to that guy in the pink shirt. I said, so what happened after that? She said, Daddy, I was just in the air. <laughs> <laughs> How, were you scared? No. What did no. it feel like? No. Man, he was he was doing, you know, some little wing overs, and then he started porpoising that thing. And I asked him, I was like, you, you were never scared? You know, you were, you were facing at the ground a couple times. You know, you weren't scared? No. She liked it. So there you go. Way to be way to be tough, girl. Yeah, for about three hours after that, Daddy, you know where I was just at? I was in that. <laughs> yeah. So JR, have you um have you flown in a tandem yet? I well, I got 25 flights in. Uh, but have you done tandem though? No, I never flown in tandem. Yeah, me neither. I've never done a tandem. I'd like to try it. Just uh, especially with like somebody that is in the acro, just to get that feeling and have them in control. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, right do, do one wing over, you know, get it over with just to, just to see what they experience. I'm not into that type of stuff, but I'd like to experience it one time without putting my life in jeopardy. Well, you're still, you're still, you're on the ship, bro. If it's, if it's going down, you're going <laughs> yeah. with it. <laughs> the ship. What's that? You can't well, half the ship. Yeah, right. Uh good lord. Yeah, that I the look on her face, man, she was just ear to ear with that tandem. Yeah. Now, did did you cry at all? Did you no. come come with overjoyness and, yeah. and just happiness and get tears in your eyes? No. No. <laughs> I know I know my very first flight when I landed, I cried. I, I will tell everybody it's, it's just a magical moment. You know, it's, it's an unreal thing that you just did and you're still alive. So I guess there's a little bit of Holy crap, I'm still alive. And then it's freaking awesome. So. <laughs> uh, and, and what, I'm sorry, what, what's her name, JR? Kaden. Kian. Cadence, like cadence. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, cadence, before you went up, did you have kind of an idea of what, you know, you thought it would be like? No. You didn't even imagine it? 
I didn't know it'd be that cold because I didn't have pants on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she froze her ass. I was just wondering if it, if what you imagined was what it actually turned out to be. No. So was it well, better? Was yeah, it better? I thought I was like nothing but getting it. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting it because they were. Um, when we were just getting ready to come in to land, um, they were up above Kyle and I. And yeah, Minyard was, he was laying it down up there. I was like, holy crap, I'm glad that's not me up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it blew my mind. And she must have been really enjoying it, like I said. And she's been in a Cessna 172. That's about it. I got her in that a couple months ago. And she really enjoyed that, but she did. She, I didn't think she would really flip on you. Eric and Jade's daughter, I think, what really talked her into it, because Savannah, Savannah was already bound and determined. She was going for a foot launch, and so Caden said, "Daddy, I want to fly." I said, "Let's go find them. That's up to you." You want to do it again, Caden? Yeah. 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 There you go. Right there. Yeah, I see. I see me some doing some training, do some tandems for sure. <laughs> she'll be my she'll be my little co-pilot. Hey, Kaden. Awesome. Now tell that lady that's on the screen with the cowboy hat on. Tell her it's okay. She needs to do one too. Yeah. I knew that yeah. was coming. I like okay, I'm gonna wait. And she can come to a fly-in too. Yeah. I know. Now you're getting me all flaked up. Oh my yeah. god. You do. You need to experience uh, it. My my pants. My my sister's like, oh no, I ain't doing that. No, you no no no. I can't. No. And I was like, oh, you never know. So, I have another question for Cadence. Do you get enough sleep at night, or do you spend all your time late at night watching certain YouTube channels? No. So what YouTube channels do you like watching about paramotors? Live. Uh, I know, but what shows that are live? All of them. She watches, she watches every single show that comes on. Like she's supposed to be in bed right now. Eight o'clock's her bedtime. How's that working out? <laughs> <laughs> That's how she gets out of it, man. Daddy, I want to watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Hey, Kate. All right, so wait. Oh yeah, Kate, is that familiar? Do you need to come to Wisconsin now? <laughs> Don't tell her that she wants to. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll Jr. Jr. Where, where, um, where are you guys located at? I mean, right. just the state. We're right in the middle of South Carolina. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So let me get to DP real quick on his tandem and we will uh, talk to him and, and uh, we can see what his feelings were about it. DP. Yes, sir. How's it going, sir? How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. How was work? Uh, work wasn't too bad today. Pretty, pretty low key. So it was, it was nice to, it was my first day back since uh, being at Bad Apples. So, um, yeah, it was all right. I'm on I'd my second day. I'd rather still be at Bad Apples. But. Yeah, you and me both. 
this is my second day and I feel I'm already exhausted. I'm, I'm like, I need a vacation from that vacation. So you decided to, to get your tandem. And I know, I know we talked about this last night, but I kind of want to add some different little angles here. So was there any concerns um, from the pilot that was taking you, which, which, who took you up? Uh, Kyle Mooney. Okay. Was there any concerns with uh, your prosthetic or anything like that from him or? No, the, the last thing he said, he kind of pointed down and he goes, and that, uh, you, you worried about that at all? And I said, nope, should be fine. He said, okay, we'll just make sure if it, if it does fall off that you try to do it over a field where we can find it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in the head. Like I have a choice. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, okay. Well. At least he was honest, right? Yeah. Fall off, fall on the field, you know. Well, he and he did say once we get up, feel free to take your feet off the pegs and let your legs kind of hang, which I would have done normally, but I wasn't wearing. um, It's basically (laughs) just an outer sleeve that kind of gives me an extra added layer of security to keep that thing on me, and I wasn't wearing that. Um, Cause honestly, I didn't think I was going to have that tandem um, right. cause we had talked about it earlier in the day and they were kind of booked up. It just didn't, I didn't feel like that was going to happen, which was okay. Cause I'm getting another one here pretty soon. So Dave, when, when you hear, you hear that motor, you feel that motor full throttle. And then all of a sudden you kind of get jerked back from the wing inflating. Did you think that was normal? Did you uh, kind of get a little, no, I was, I, I didn't feel a whole lot of that, or at least I don't remember going, Oh, you know, um, or reacting to it. Um, I was, I was focused on, I think I was focused on the front tire between my feet. And, um, once I heard that engine really start to rev up, um, and then I started to see the, uh, the shadow on the ground of the wing coming up behind us. And it was just like, this is what you want. Here it goes, you know, get ready. And I was just focusing on that tire as we started traveling down the field. And I'm like, any second now this thing's going to lift off. And it did. And it was just like, it just happened so quickly, but it was such a smooth transition that it was like, I don't know. I didn't, it's, you don't even feel it. It's, it's, it's so um, calm. Um, even, even with a little, uh, turbulence and some bumps, um, you know, he, he pointed out a couple of times up, oh, that's just a little turbulence, nothing, no big deal. And I was thinking, gosh, that wasn't bad at all, which I kind of thought my bump tolerance would be at a negative something. And I might, you know, <laughs> be, be clinching up a little bit when uh, we hit, when I experienced my first uh, turbulence in the air, but it really, um, it, it wasn't too bad. Cause he'd say, yep, just a little turbulence, no big deal. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. But you, you have a professional flying when you're in, when you're in control and you hit a bump, you're like, um, <laughs> this is all dependent on me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So as, as you're taxiing, does it not feel like you're just absolutely just going a hundred miles an hour on the ground? Yeah. <sighs> It didn't really to me, um, and I don't know if that's just because I've got so many years of riding really fast motorcycles under my belt. But it didn't. Um, it didn't feel like we were just blazing the trail or anything. 
um, definitely clipping along, which was cool. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, um, I was more surprised really at just how quickly we got in the air and, and watching replays of the video. Um, yeah. I mean, it just kind of shows me that, yeah, it, it didn't take too long before we were wheels up. Well, there, there's another part of this question. So you don't think, you don't think you're going all that fast. Wait till your foot launching with no wind and you have to <laughs> run just as fast. And then I want to ask you the same question later. <laughs> Did you feel like you were moving then? Because yeah, holy I have crap. a feeling that'll be that'll be a little different when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> just keep running. You keep running until you don't feel your feet on the ground and you run a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And then you're gone. So yeah. yeah. I, I I was building up to that point, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't that fast. That's because you were on wheels. Wait till That's you're right. on <laughs> And you're going to be like, I ran as fast as I can, and that wing didn't do anything. It's because you have to run faster. <laughs> it's not all. Yeah. I mean, it really just depends on your wing. I'm sure they're probably going to um, set you up with uh, with a little bit more loftier wing so that your running isn't going to be as much. I mean, the smaller your wing, the more you have to run harder. And not okay. that you, I mean, with you playing tennis and stuff, I'm sure you're not, you're, you're very used to having to run mm -hmm. as hard and, and stop and go. So I don't really think that's the problem. I, it's just literally the, the smaller your wing, the faster you're going to have to run. And when it comes down to, you know, having a, a, a little bit loftier wing, that's why I'm, I'm going to sound really dumb right now. Like I'm conceited, but that's why my takeoffs don't take as long is because my wings very lofty and it's easier to control. But you watch some of these guys on a, that are a little heavy on their wings and they run and run and run. And then they finally get in the air. And then you just literally, as they're putting their, getting their brakes, they're just panting because they're dying. They don't spend every bit of energy. And I'm just like in my seat. Now, where are we going? Cause I didn't have to run as hard. I'm kind of fat, so I can't run that much. <laughs> what size of wing do you use? I'm on 27. Okay. I got to think of, they'll have me on like a 26 or a 28 or something like that, but I don't know. What's your, what's your, um, what's your I'm weight? Six feet, uh, 210. Okay. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be maybe between two and 205 by the time the 29th rolls around. If not, um, you will be when you're ready to graduate there because. I think I ended up losing in, in 10, or I think it was 10 days. I ended up losing, I think, 12 pounds. Oh, wow. But you're talking from the time the sun come up, we put our wings out and kited, kited, kited. All, the first three days, that's all we did. I was so beat up and, and sore from the, the harness. Um, you know, the wing comes up and it pulls onto your, in between your legs. And... You know, I mean, after a while, dude, it doesn't matter how comfortable it is. After a while, it just starts digging. And, yeah. you know, you're you're turning and you're running. So the, the risers are on your arms. Those are all bruised. I mean, it looks you're, you're paying somebody to kick your butt, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you're paying actually you're paying someone to kick your own butt. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I was so beat up. I was sending pictures to my wife. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like apparently beating myself up because <laughs> i i mean i was bruised from head to toe i was exhausted i would come home i are back to the camper 
I would put in 12, 13 briquettes of, in the charcoal grill. I'd light that thing up. As soon as the coals got hot, I'd put whatever dinner I was cooking on there. I would eat, go and take a shower, call my wife, say, listen, I'm done. Like I, I, I'm, I'm exhausted. And I locked the, the camper doors and I don't think I even rolled over in the middle of the night. I was just done, you know, like every for 10 days for even when we started flying. I mean, when we were done flying, it wasn't you couldn't fly or fly anymore. We were kiting. And it was just and I hate to break it to you, Dave, How you don't work outside. So. Um, <laughs> someone's at my front door. So it's hot here. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's Africa. Why do you gotta shut the door too? Just leave it open. You let the dogs out. Is that Krista? No, that's evil. My daughter. Hey, evil. Yeah, her nickname's Evil. <laughs> no, seriously, that's her nickname. <laughs> it used to be Evil Knievel, and then she, because she used to be not scared of nothing. Now she's scared of everything, and she just likes. To uh, do practical jokes, and uh, oh, by the way, by the way, I got her good with the snake in the pellet box. <laughs> did you get it? Which, did you record it? No, I didn't. But I can't tell you how many times this little girl has gone outside, came back in the house with a, like a black snake or uh, a rat snake, and be like, "Hey, Dad, look, I'm gonna name it whatever." I'm like, "All right, go put it back out in the yard," and then. I mean, she's, she's not scared of snakes, but it's a surprise kind of thing. You don't expect it. You know, snakes don't bother me either. I used to have 11, 11 snakes sleeping in my bedroom in a cage, um, which, by the way, Jade, I, I'm going to tell you this story because I just thought of it. So I was at the pet store getting mice for, for the uh, snakes. I had uh, 10 ball pythons, and then I had a Burmese or two um, that actually ate rabbits because they were big enough to eat rabbits. But uh, they were, had a sale on chicks. You can get four for a dollar. So I bought I bought four dollars worth of chicks, dropped them in the cage, and they just started disappearing. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> oh God. That was pretty awesome. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. But, I, used, um, I used to let one of mine sleep in bed here. with me. Yeah, well, when my son was born, he was born eight pounds, two ounces, and my snake was eating 13 pound rabbits. So I was like, You got to go, bro. <laughs> I'm not trying to explain that one. <laughs> where's Where's your son? Not sure. Snake's got a ball in it, though. <laughs> so back to, back, back to you, Dave. Um, just prepare, pre- prepare yourself for. The Florida heat. I mean, it's yep. not that not that this isn't a good time because the sooner you learn, the sooner you fly. But Jesus, dude, it's the wrong time of year to learn how to fly. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's just gonna be hot. I don't uh, have an outdoor type of job, but you know, it gets pretty darn hot and humid here in the Charleston area as well. Right, uh, pr- pretty similar to what you experience, and um, I do have to stand outside in the blazing sun in a suit while a a, a funeral and a burial is going on, and I basically right. soak soak through everything I'm wearing. So um, definitely am, am used to the heat, uh, but I'm also a 
very accomplished sweater. So I'm going to be taking about three uh, times the amount of t-shirts and everything else that I would normally take on a nine, 10 day trip. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, once you go to class, you start sweating, just let it, just let it be. Cause I mean, you're just going to fit in with everybody else. I mean, yeah. I, I, I work outside and I was having problems with how much, how hot it was. And I did it in October. Oh, wow. And ended, ended um, I, I ended on November 2nd, I believe it was. And it was, still was 90 degrees. I'm just like, dude, I, I, I thought it was smart. I actually pushed out because I could have done it in August. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll wait till October. And I still, I mean, it was still 90 degrees. It was just nasty. Do they, uh, did they break up your training time? Like each day, maybe you do a couple hours of kiting and go in and do like classwork kind yes. of stuff or how, how they, okay. And what about uh, like so- breaks? Well, and stuff like that. Four Winds did does the same syllabus as I guess they were um, partners at one point or what have you, is my understanding. So I've watched aviators videos and listened to the same stuff. And I've hear the same exact stuff that my teacher told or told us that I hear from the aviator videos. Um, so. What we did in the morning, we kited until the winds picked up and it wasn't safe for newbies to be out kiting. Then we would go to the classroom and we would go over airspace, rules, regulations, blah, blah, blah. And then we go and have pretty much a two, two and a half hour lunch, like the hottest mm-hmm. part of the day. And then we would come back two hours before the sun went down and we kite until you couldn't kite until it got dark and then we would take off again. Now, if for some reason um, the winds are really strong, you pretty you pretty much just get blown out that day, and you kind of, unfortunately, for ten days I didn't get we didn't get blown out. <laughs> we we worked on on kiting every single day. Um, I think on day three, we he came in and he's like, "Hey, um, we're going to be towing today." I'm like, "Yo, uh, I can barely kite, bro." Like. So we ended up kiting. Everything worked out great. Took, you know, went up 60, 70 feet and then, you know, you glide back down, you land and everything's great. But uh, day four, day four, he's like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and put our motors on. We're going to inflate the wing. You're going to taxi. If everything looks good, we're going to take off. I'm like, no, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no. But yeah, we did. Day four, we all flew and it was awesome. Yeah. So you're towing, they only took you up 70, 80 feet or so, huh? For some reason, I was thinking it would be a lot higher than that. No, because they pretty much just get you up enough when they, when they release the pressure, it's enough to when the wing will dive and then it levels out and you just start floating down. And then they just go, okay, you're going to start adding a little light pressure, light pressure, light pressure, flare. And then you just land. And that kind of gives you what's that? Are you connected the whole time or do they? Yes. Do you, yes. Oh, okay. I but, was thinking they take you up and then clink and then you. No, 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 no. Okay. The, the, the line is slack. So as you move forward, that line is, you're kind of just dragging the line behind you. You don't even ever feel it. You don't notice it. Um, Cause you're looking at the ground only. <laughs> you're just like, Holy crap. I'm responsible <laughs> for myself now. <laughs> and then, 
but all my all the landings, all of us in the class did excellent. No one, you know, stumbled, what have you. Um, you just listen to them, you know, just listen to the instructor and everything else is uh easy. So when I say it's easy. The, uh, ben in the chat said, but also pace yourself during training. One hundred percent. And that's the other thing too. If you start getting hot, tired, whatever, if you say, Hey, listen, I need a break. They're not going to be like, Nope, you got to get up. Now, (laughs) if you were just working 10 minutes on a, after a half hour break and you're out 10 minutes, you're like, Hey, I need another break. They're probably going to be like, "Mm, this is probably not the work, the sport for you because they need to get a certain amount of hours. You, you have to have a certain amount of hours under your wing before they'll let you fly. So when you bring the wing up and you're kiting it, your timer starts. Let's say that you, you're required to have 10 hours. Okay. So if you keep your wing up for one minute, well, now you're 10 out or you're nine hours and 59 minutes shy of what they need you to do. So, you know, for us, he said 10 hours and I guarantee you, we weren't shy on those 10 hours. You know, we just constantly were kiting. I was like, dude, I'm done with this. Like, I, you know, I was, but it, it's, it's the things that you're going to learn that are going to make a difference when you do start flying, flying. So it's a pain in the butt. I don't kite as much as I should. Um, here's, I, I, I was told that, you know, if you go for an hour flight, come back and kite for a half hour. And I really, unless there's something wrong with my wing, I really don't kite. And I say, I'm, I'm saying that out loud. And I know a lot of people in our chat are probably not, you know, they're like, oh, you should be kiting more than that. And there are times when I go to the beach and I'm just like, I'm bringing my wing and we'll walk up and down the beach. But that's a whole different kind of kiting. You know, the wind is just there. <laughs> you know, you just walk down the beach with it like, okay, I'm not really doing anything because the wind's just holding it there. Right. But it, it is, it is, uh, it's an awesome sport. And I don't know what, how does your wife feel about this? Um, she feels, hmm. Hey, honey, <laughs> how do you feel about this? Paramotoring. She just went. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. Good to see you. Look at those faces. Aren't they all pretty, except for Shane? Yeah, mine looks better in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) So, so how do we feel about your husband flying? Um, I'm coming around. I'm turning a corner. I, you know, I think seeing. Seeing the atmosphere this weekend and seeing, um, just watching all the people, you know, the individuals doing the foot launches. Um, I kind of wish he would do trike and maybe he will eventually just because of his leg. Um, you know, just feeling, I think he'll feel more secure with that eventually, but, um, you know, it's just like any sport, I guess, that's a little dangerous like this one. Um, it makes me nervous, of course. Right. So any any wants or, or hopes to find yourself in a tandem going up and 
tooling around? Uh, I'm coming around to that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ask me um, after his training and after I see him go up and fly. Um, I'm going down to Florida near the end of his training so I can uh, kind of watch and see him see him taking some solo flights, I hope. And right. we'll see. But um, I, I myself are going to be over there. I won't have my wing because I'd left it in Georgia to get inspected. And I don't expect to have it back for like three weeks. So, hey, I'll bring my 14 meter uh, uh, kiting wing. You can you can fly on that if you want to take out a 14 meter. Yeah, I'm going to have to take my moster and a tie it to the back of a car. <laughs> And, and then we're all going to just have to take off. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I may end up if, if I may not go, Dave, the first um, the first week that you're there, but I'll probably come mm -hmm. up the second week that you're you're training um, okay. in, in hopes to, to see you fly. And, and uh, I'll, I'll be like Linda. I'll be your cheerleader. I'll bring pom poms. Pom poms and a wig. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's right. Bring your pom poms, baby. Hey, hey, Linda, how do you how do you feel how do you feel about your son flying? Do you ever get worried? No, no, not really. Um, I'm just happy he's doing what he loves, and. Uh, I'm good with it, you know? Yeah, it's in the back of my mind, you know? Oh my gosh, you know? But you can't let that, you can't let that stop you and, and, and that's like a stop me from watch, you know, watching him flying. Right. Um, yeah, I just, he's, like I said, he's doing what he loves and I will totally support him on that. And uh, just like, you know, I got my pair of family here and I love what everybody does and yeah, so you're, I don't know, he's living the dream. He loves it. And so I'm does, just, it, does anybody want to ask me what my wife thinks about it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> she don't understand. This is why guys live longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what in the house. Fly, baby, fly, PPG. My uh, shoulder is a little tender, but I don't plan to fly for three weeks. So I'm, I'm going to see how that works out with resting it as much as possible and not holding my other hand up like this. So I did leave out part of the video because it's no one will understand it but me. Um, I have a, I have this this section of the video. I'm, I'm literally pulling left brake and instantly half you know, I'm, I'm swinging and I go to pull to the right and nothing really happens. So I settle the wing down and I just go right, but I have no strength in my arm because my arm is all screwed up right now. And you just see from, from the top angle, you just see we try it and nothing happens. I go, <laughs> my head just shakes and I'm just like, nope, not going to happen. So it, uh, I got to get um, something done to my arm, shoulder. Yeah, I get I that cleaned up. Yeah, I don't know what I did. I, it does be a third time. Isn't there like a buy two, get one free or something? So, Shane, which was easier for you or more difficult, depending on 
how you want to answer this. Um, the taking Larry's. off or the landing? <laughs> um, taking off or landing? I'm going to say landing, although you really don't have a choice. They've never left anybody up there. So, but you have to deal with oscillation when you're coming in. You know, you kill your motor and you're floating down and all of a sudden you hit a little bump. Now you're, you're oscillating back and forth. So you have to have the, the mindset to correct that before you land because you don't want to try to landing and have your weight shifted to one side. You know, so you want to control that before you land. I honestly, once I put that motor on my back, which, by the way, when I first picked that motor up and I was standing there, I was like, um, I can't run with this. Like, it literally was everything I could do. And I realized quickly how out of shape I was at that moment. Um, even even walking over to the golf cart, getting on the back of the golf cart and driving across the, the over to the LZ where we we're going to be taking off and landing. As soon as I got off the golf cart, I put the motor down. I was just like, there's how do, and then um, Shannon, she's like, oh, at some point you're going to be standing here talking to people with your motor on your back. You won't even pay attention to it. And literally, I, I go gather my wing up after I land at the fly in. I walk all the way across the field, you know, and, and put my wing down and then set my motor down. And it's not a big deal anymore because I'm so used to carrying it. But at first I was just like, oh, I was like, I can't do this. But as soon as I got that motor on my back, you inflate the wing. It picks up partial weight of the motor. Then you add throttle that picks up the rest of the weight of the motor. So it's really just you running. So you're not, you're not carrying all that weight. Once that wing starts a forward motion, it, it's lifting you. And when you get going fast enough, it lifts all of you. So the, I think the takeoff is easier than the landing because you, you have to flare at the right time. If you flare too early, you're going to balloon. And if you don't flare enough, you're going to end up on your knees and then you're going to face plant and take a chance. So for me, I, I would like to say that my answer would be taking off is easier than landing. Because once your motor's off, you're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're coming in. You ain't got a choice. Yeah, I saw some folks in the chat where some people were saying that taking off was the, the easier part and a couple said that uh, landing they felt was easier. Um, did, did anyone, did you see um, Kylo posted not too long ago, um, top 10 mistakes from students? And, no, I didn't one, see them. Not in any particular order of importance was uh, don't go out and get a backpack and fill it with rocks and walk around with rocks in a backpack because you think you've got to beat yourself up to carry a paramotor. He was like, nah, basically you're just holding the weight until you start running. And once the wing inflates, it really takes a lot of that weight off of you. So it's really not like you're, you're running 50 yards with 80 pounds on your back, I guess, unless I, it's a nil will type of launch situation. I would say within the first five or six steps, you, you're going to have 80% of that weight off of you. And with every step forward, you're going to have less weight that you're holding. And then at some point, you're not even really carrying your own weight. Your feet are just literally just 
hitting the ground and it's not really doing nothing. And then you hit a little break and you you're up in the air. So what we need to do is ask the wing, what's the hardest part? <laughs> is it picking the guy up with the paramotor? Or <laughs> 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 what is the hard part for the wing? So uh, Ben from uh, Paramotor Insignia says it's the uh, uh, opposite for him. So he has more trouble with take taking off than landing. Yeah, Will Will said he uh, landing is easier for him too. How much easier, Will? You're on mute. You sound great though. Man, I've been trying to jump in here the last hour. No wonder I figured you were just ignoring me. That's all right. We thought you were waiting for your your Sunday or Blizzard or whatever <laughs> they got you ordered. But for me, takeoff has always been more of a challenge because you know on landing you you pretty much got the flare and the ground. You know those two variables coming at you. I mean, assuming you know the decent wind, but on takeoff. Uh, I mean, the wing can be doing all kinds of different things, and then you got to contend with the wind, and it's just always been a little bit more of a challenge for me. And of course, I have to run a little further than most people too. So, and Ben, uh, well, oddly enough, he's got an Adam eighty two. So, hey, there's that. And what you what you're gonna, Dave? What you're gonna find out in this sport is this exact conversation we're having right now. If you ask somebody, do you want to run ethanol free or Avgas? Um, what sport? The <laughs> huh? The oil. Yeah, the oil. What <laughs> two-stroke oil to use? I mean, literally, it's just. But it, you're always going to have you. You have a wide variety of people that have different skill levels and, and confidence, and it's when it comes to taking off or landing, you're gonna. You, it, you have to take it for each individual person's point of view because honestly when I when I inflated my wing and took off as soon as that motor started pushing me I was like oh my god this is the easiest thing I've done and then coming in land I literally was foot dragging on landings my first couple of times now I for some reason have no idea how to do that when I come into land I I picked up some bad habit or something and now my flares are like at the last second and I just put my feet down. And I don't know. Before I was coming in. What's you do that? Like the foot drag landing when you land well, or do you just. I just take what I can get and try to make it as soft as possible. No, I, yeah. I, I can, I have done the foot drag landing, but honestly it wasn't intentional, but it was a good landing, you know? I mean, hey so Dave. I'm not staring at the ground when I land, I got a good shot at, at being a decent man. So, Dave, not, not um, staring at the ground. Not yeah, don't, staring. don't, do not, do not stare at the ground. Like you're right at your feet. You're they'll, they'll teach you to look at the horizon, which mm -hmm. at first doesn't make any sense. You're like, I got to look at the ground. That's what's coming at me. But it, it gives you a false. What's the word I'm looking for? Your perspective. Yeah, yeah. You'll the time you flare, it's too late. Um, but if you look out at the horizon, um, you'll just, it makes more sense. Once you, once you try it a couple times and do it correctly, you're like, oh, I get it now. I, at every one of my first, probably the first 10 landings I did was staring right at my feet, like at the ground, you know, I was like, oh my God, that's where, that's where I'm going to hit. So that's what I need to look at. And then he was on the radio just saying, no, 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 look, look at me, look at me. And he was way out in front of me. 
And then he's like, okay, a little pressure, a little pressure. And then I was just like, oh, that worked out much better. And it was much easier. And that's the same thing with the water foot drag. If you're not that you want to do that, but if you look at the, at the water right at your feet, you're going in. But if you look out in front of you and just kind of lower yourself, lower yourself, lower yourself to your feet hit, then you're golden. If you ever, if you ever watch these guys that are foot dragging for distance, you'll see their eyes are straight ahead, like looking straight out. They're not looking at the ground. There's a reason for it. Um, let me ask you, Dave, uh, with your accident, was that your dominant leg or not your dominant leg? Um, I guess it depends. For drumming, yes, it was my dominant foot or leg. For basketball, no, it was not my dominant leg. So, but, okay. but mainly, I would say yes. It, um, so, if you were to, bad. if you were get ready to take off to go running, would that be your back leg or your front leg? Um, my back leg. Okay. Yeah, the reason like I, when I'm, I set I'm, up. When I set up in tennis to receive a shot or something, usually my left foot's slightly ahead of my right. Um, okay. Well, the reason I'm asking is because when you come in the land, if your dominant leg is your prosthetic leg, you're going to have to remember, I, I don't have no clue what I'm talking about when it comes to loss of a limb, but I would assume that you're going to have to put down your other, your, your other leg before that that's one. That's my plan. I have, but it's kind of hard to beat because I mean, hard, hard to figure out because you're, if your dominant leg is, is your prosthetic leg, then. Well, my prosthetic more. leg was my dominant leg. It's no longer my dominant leg. My left leg is, is much stronger now than my yeah. prosthetic leg um, just because of atrophy and everything. So I'm planning right. on sticking my left out to take the first uh, bit of force. Right. Um, you know, because uh, it's definitely more sturdy uh, of a leg than, than my prosthetic side. Yeah, we Trust have. Me, uh, that's, that's something I've been thinking about, like, oh, crap, what what should I try? And I'll probably try both and see what works best. But I have a feeling if I came down on the right, I'd have a much higher probability of doing a face plant than if I came right. down on my left. I act, no, I was actually wondering that at, at Bad Apples, I was when I got ready to land one of the times when, after you were there, I was like, huh, if I had to switch, no, cause no, I'm not making, I'm not making a joke. If no, I had cool. to switch, if I had to switch legs and stick the other one out in front of the other one, like that's just one more damn thing I'd have to think of before I landed. It's what, <laughs> it's what I was honestly thinking. Like I was, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, if you will. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I don't, I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't switch legs. So that's why I asked you because I really did think about this during a, a landing. Yeah. No way in front of 200 or 300 and something pilots was I going to try to switch legs <laughs> and land. Cause I was like, yeah, no, we'll just stick to what we know. And that's this leg out in front of the other leg. How's it going? Dave Wolf. Hello, sir. Lounder. Dave says, Travis will guide you through all that. DP. through the leg yes i hope so Plus you'll be, i'm sure you're going to yeah, be uh you'll be um be towed right yeah yeah so yeah i did want to say something before we got off the topic shane and there was a really 
interest it just dawned on me when you said that uh, you know when you went up i've never been on a tandem they neither yeah but i can't tell you how many times i've been up you know early on uh and ask myself the question is that normal is that normal is that normal you know so i can really see the benefit of going up you know with an instructor on tandem because you really don't know what's normal and what's not normal so Right. Uh, probably go a long way towards building your confidence too. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I guess that's that is a good point because of course Kyle being the pilot, I wasn't worried about anything um other than just you know experiencing the moment. And um, you know, when we first got up a little ways, he's he said uh, you know, and I may have said this last night, do you have motion sickness? And I said, I don't think so. And he said, Well, let's find out. And he did he did some wingovers and um, for a little bit there, yeah, I started to get a little kind of dizzy, um, but then that kind of went away. And um, so I don't, I don't think you know wingovers or anything like that when I myself am flying will be. I I tend to think that if I'm doing the maneuver, it'll be easier on me. Uh, whether it's my blood pressure, my brain rattling around, or whatever makes somebody motion sickness uh, or have motion sickness, but. I kind of think that as a passenger, you might feel it a little more than if, if you're the ones, if you're the one that's actually uh, operating the controls. Well, we have, hold, hold on real quick. We have Dave Wolf in the house. And then we have some guy that says, uh, hey, all, when it comes down to it, there is, there's no thought about it. You just lay in and run it out. That's Craig Taylor. What does he talk about? He says he knows a guy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know who that Craig Taylor is. Yeah. Uh, he, he almost is talking like he knows what it's like to have one leg. I don't know. So, so I, I did honestly, no, all, like I said, all jokes aside, I was coming into land and I had put naturally put my one, my strong leg out in front. And I thought to myself, what if that wasn't my strong leg anymore? Like that would just, to me, would just be an extra thing that you have to think about before landing. But I guess over time, you just that that leg does become your dominant leg and you kind of figure it out, I guess. I don't I don't know. I, I got high hopes for you. I just, you know, I, I, I got. I want to be there to watch you and 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 just help be happy for you. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it's going to be awesome. You're a great guy. Um and uh, your wife's way cooler, very, but you know. Very, yes, thank you. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time someone's like Shane, you're okay. Your wife's freaking awesome, though. <laughs> I could have paid for the whole trip all by myself. <laughs> yeah, my I wife guess, just adores your wife. Yeah, she really doesn't like you much, but you know that's all. Right. <laughs> she obviously, she obviously has a good sense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I told her um, first, you're not going to like this, dude, but whatever, make after, up your own mind. Yeah, after after you've learned, after you go to school and you learn to fly, you think that would be the hardest part about this whole thing. You know what the hardest part, and I, I want to ask the chat as well and those on the on the, on the the panel here. Um, after you've left school, your very first time taking off after school, you don't have an instructor in your ear. You're literally relying on what you've remembered during class and you take off. Who in here thinks that's not 
the hardest part about flying that first un what is it unsupervised unsupervised your first flight for definitely me, unnerving yeah for for me i had about 12 guys at the compound all watching me and i took off thank god everything worked out great and we were good to go but uh actually jason uh that jason with the two blondie and and boots he was there and uh you know he i inflated the wing he gave me the thumbs up i gave it full throttle and we were good to go but man that was the hardest part for me about uh, um, that after class, that first, you're responsible. There's no one telling you what to do. Take off. And it's just like, oh, crap. Okay, the wing's up. I've checked my wing tips. I'm moving forward. I'm going to add a little gas. I'm taxiing, and I'm gone. Yeah, that first one was really, really hard. It had to be really cool. satisfying, though, once you landed, right? Oh, God, yeah. And that, okay, here we go again. Another first. Uh, unsupervised. Coming into <laughs> land. And you're like, okay, <laughs> here we come. And everything worked out fine. You know, my really, all, all of my flights have been truly un, uneventful on the... Now, I did, I think, my third touch-and-go. Um, you know, if you're ever running and you try to jump over a log or a ditch because you, you didn't see it, you let off the throttle. Because as soon as you jump in the air, it shoots your wing back. Or, I'm sorry, it shoots it forward, and then it comes back, and it thinks it. you think that it gives you lift. But it doesn't. It surges forward, and it drives you into the ground. And I almost did that on, um, on, on my third touch-and-go. Um, came in to do a touch and go, ran into a ditch. I had tall grass. If you've been, you haven't been to the compound, but trust me, you didn't. See, you don't see the ditch. And as I was falling forward, because I hit the throttle and the wings surged forward and kind of drove me to the ground. As I was falling forward, I hit the throttle and it literally put two holes in the tips of my shoes as it lifted me off the ground. I got so unbelievably lucky. And I didn't do another touch and go for probably six, seven months. I was like, eh, done. Don't need to worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, hey, uh, Shane, what? you're uh, so, so you're talking about the flights after you left training, but you mm -hmm. actually still had a group of guys around you. Oh, the compound is like a mini fly in almost every weekend. Okay. And I, I, I've experienced that too. And actually I hung out with my local group before I went, solo solo but do you remember doing it for the first time just by yourself um with no one around no one around uh crickets dude i'm i, I gotta think about that because every i mean for the first nine months i went out to the compound there was somebody there yeah well, I remember, I remember very well. And that was, that was very difficult. The go, no go decision was all mine, man. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be right back. Um, we got daddy Dutch barbecue, Jason Russell Smith in the house. Um, who else we, am I missing here? Uh, hey, actually, um, 
Eric, um, Daddy Dutch Barbecue, he's uh, a damn good cook. So if you've got, and he does know a thing or two about pellet smokers. So if you got questions, you might want to ask it and then look in the chat. I'll be right back. I got to answer the door. There goes the host. Hey, so ask ask Eric, Eric and Jay, tell us about your first time after your uh, your school, your first takeoffs and landings. Well, I'll talk first because Eric fell asleep. <laughs> I saw um, that. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um, my first takeoff um, was pretty amazing. Kind of felt like. Um, like how Amy explained, you know, crying. I got in the sky and I came around and my instructor was in my ear and in my video on, on YouTube, I have it in there. And I, I start kind of getting choked up and I just said, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he was talking at the same time. So I don't think he even heard it. But my story is um, I really didn't want to do this. Um, I was scared because I don't like roller coasters. I don't like um, heights and Eric's like just come on try it you know and I'm like no I'm pretty happy with videoing you and sitting in a chair so he we started doing the kiting and then because of my bad knee with seven knee surgeries and needing a new knee next round um, they decided to put me in a trike and start practicing with a trike so I did that and Eric wasn't cutting his hair. And I'm like, can you please cut your hair? He's like, I'm not cutting my hair until you take your first flight. So in my first flight video, also, you'll see that it's like sunset. It's a Sunday evening. We still have to drive three hours home to get home, get to bed and get to work Monday morning. And I came down, I threw my phone at my instructor. I ran in our camper and I grabbed the the scissors and I chopped one big section of hair off of his head and he went to work the next day. <laughs> too. <laughs> so that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And that's what happened. <laughs> so um, well, that, and ever since well, then I have been loving it. I, yeah, I, I still get nervous. Um, I think mine is the takeoffs are the hardest for me. I, was on a Adam 80 training and I'm on a Moster 185 now. So I, I just wasn't understanding the throttle and the speed that I needed to go at at first to get the wing up, um, to get it from that fluttering phase up, you know, at, at the top and, and then continue going. So a um, couple landings where I felt like I fell five feet out of the sky because I braked a little too early. Um, but it was just a timing thing. And um, Eric did really well. Um, well, his first um, time uh, going up, he ended up um, having a motor out and landed one field over. Um, apparently, there was some wire shortages in the one motor that he was using and in the throttle and the, the throttle went out and he ended up having a motor out and he landed fine. Um, the only time he had problems, um, he tore a, a growing muscle um, right towards the end of our training and he was black and blue all the way down to the knee. So he ace bandaged it, but then 
he that's why he flies a trike now because at towards the end he had said maybe I should fly a trike and the instructor said I'll teach you um while Jade's finishing up and I think he did five flights with them and uh he loves doing that too so we do that together during the winter and he tweaked it a little bit at bad apples again but um He's just got to figure out what he's doing wrong with stepping, I'm assuming. So, Jade, Jade do you have some parakeets or something? Is that the tropical birds in the background? It's the flamingos. Didn't you see them? Yeah. I had them on my shoulder before. <laughs> so, Kent Stamey puts in uh, not having your instructor in your ear is way harder than training. Um. Jason Russell Smith put in there the instructor. He still has the his instructor in his ear after two and a half years. If you ever, not that anybody really cares, but I literally go through the same. I, I hear my instructor going through saying doors, roads, brakes, clear to pulleys every single time, and it'll happen to most everybody. Though when I come in the land, I hear pressure. Pressure, pressure, flare. Like, like calm, just it, every time. I've never landed or taken off without hearing Lauren in my ear, just every time. So, but Jake, you're, what I was going to ask talking, you. What's that? Because when you're in training, you know, you're, you know, and yeah. they talk you down. So you don't have to look at the ground because you know they're watching you and telling you exactly when to do what, but when they're not there, what keeps you from <laughs> wanting to look at the ground because you don't have them in your ear. So you just, yeah, you, you just put it, it in your crazy brain. So what'll end up happening is depending on how many flights you get, um, every time that you go to land and you hear your instructor telling you pressure, 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 flare, when you're looking out, your, your mind will set a, I guess a distance or an altitude of when you should start hearing pressure, 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 pressure. And the next thing you know, it's just second nature. You know, when you know you hear the third pressure, then flares coming next and you look, you don't have to look at the ground, but you'll know that's the next thing. And you flare and you, you land, you're like, Holy crap, this is easy, but you will always hear that. I don't know if, if it's for everybody. I know it's for me and Jason. We both just, it's so funny, dude. I, I hear every time I'm saying doors or yeah, doors, roads, brakes, clear to pulley. Grab your, uh, you know, what is it? What does he say? Uh, grab your A's. So you bend down, grab your A's. You get them over your your arms, and then and I remember this so clearly. He would always come by and just like slap your elbows to the back of the cage. You know, arms back, arm. I'm like, dude, they don't go no further, bro. That's it. <laughs> you know, and he's like pushing. And when I first started, I couldn't reach up and grab my pull start. Like I had to use the little tether that's attached to it and then grab it here. And <clears throat> same thing with uh, taking off, looking up at your wingtip. I can never all I'd have to like kind of cock out my body to look. Now I've gotten so so stretched out now that I'm able to look back and see my wingtips without any kind of effort before I can do it. I, without turning my whole body, I get to a certain point and I'm like, okay, now what? But after doing it for so long now that you're, it's no problem. Interesting. 
let's see what's going on in the chat here. Um, so Eric, if, if your body wasn't old, would you rather trike fly or foot launch? Give me a moment. <laughs> like you said, she can't stop laughing. <laughs> yes, Kent. I still read their chat. I'm just, it's, dude, being a host is hard, man. It's not easy. You got to pay attention, keep topic. And, and, uh, well, first of all, I said pay attention. My attention span is real, real short. Yeah, oh. Kelby, Kelby Cox, I have uh, heard from a, a friend of mine by the name of Craig Taylor that he calls uh, this his sky therapy, which I think is perfect for what I need. Uh, yeah, we got, we got, you, you did meet uh, Mr. Cox in uh, Bad Apples, correct? I did. When we got there, he was leaving to go somewhere, but I don't think I saw him again. But yeah, it was kind of funny because he, he rolled his window down and I was looking at him and I knew who he was. And he's like, you know, I am like Kelby. And then my wife said, Kelby Cox. And he was like, why? <laughs> he wasn't expecting her to know his name, but <laughs> she had heard it and seen it on uh, the chats from uh, just my watching from afar on these podcasts. So it was, it was pretty funny. The look on his face when she said, yeah, Kelby Cox. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Daddy Dutch. Yes, we will be seeing you. And no, I will not be flying. I left my wing in Georgia to get inspected because apparently when you buy a brand new wing, you only have to have it inspected every two years, unless you're like me who has a hundred and almost 30 hours and that's needed to get done. So I won't be flying over and landing in your yard to uh, ask for breakfast. <sighs> but yes, we will see each other. Uh, actually, uh, Kent, can you uh, give me a call tomorrow? I'll call you and uh, we'll work out some other our details because uh, we're coming. Just so you know, we'll be there. Cupcake Chris and I will be there. Walter joined okay. the chat. So I think Eric's around, but I'm not sure if he's going to join to have you ask the question. So tell him to come back on. Oh, my God. How am I supposed to tell him that? Eric, come back on. Come on, Eric. Strong, Eric. Wait. Where's Eric? <laughs> she was drunk. Hold on. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh. <laughs> Hey, Mike Rockwood is on chat. Hi, Mike. Who? Mike, Mike Rockwood. Rockwood. Oh, yeah, my, my bad. Now, I didn't hear what you said at first. Okay, so um, JR's, I think, in his. Uh, Eric is joined in. Eric, how's it going, sir? No, pretty good. All right, so I have a question. Sure. If your body wasn't so old and you could do one or the other, would you rather foot launch or trike? Ooh, that's a hard question because each one has their pros and cons. I I agree. Um, I'd have to say foot launch, to be honest with you. 
I like what you so the foot for me. Foot launch is better in in uh, rougher air. You can mentally, I can do uh, the micro mini wingovers in my foot launch, where with the trike I wouldn't even try it. Um, but uh, coming in fast with the trike and touching down is a blast, you know. And you know you can let your feet hang. You know you can you can uh, pretty much do anything. It's just that you know you're you always in the back of your head know that that trike weighs a couple pounds more. You know, and those those little lines that you use as dental floss that are holding you up. So that's always going through your head. But if you are going to school, uh, just you know t- let the instructor know that I would like to instantly get my wheel. Uh, rating also only because then you don't have to go back to get it again and there's not much that is um, different um, when you go to get your wheels be wheel uh, rating because it's all the same the only difference is is you're steering to stay under the wing with your feet and when you are um, uh, you, you break a little bit more when that wing starts to come over you, you you learn where to break and break a little bit more to get that wing from overshooting you. Right. Now, did did Jade train those flamingos to yell at you cheap, cheap, cheap? Eh, can you hear them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as 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 a pilot, do you hear your instructor as you're flying, taking off, getting ready to land, whatever? Do you hear him in your voice? Are in your head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I, st- I still, I, I still hear them. I mean, I'm constantly learning. Every time I go up, I'm learning something new. This bad apples, I learned that uh, when I kept pulling my my leg muscle, I'm like, man, maybe I'm just getting old. I need to go right to trike, but I, I, I won't. I mean, you're always how, learning. How many people at Bad Apples did you watch trying to take off? with their brakes buried full throttle uh surprisingly a lot and i'm i'm looking at this and and me to to say you know let off the brakes let off the brakes. that's all i kept saying is like every time you turn around i'm looking and i'm watching people that their arms are 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 literally below their shoulders and they're trying to take off and that and all they're doing is they're pulling that wing behind them because the wing's not overhead the wing is behind them and they're they're pulling it finally the wing will surge forward and then they get up and get going but a lot of people use a lot of brakes yeah it's bad i mean i i constantly that's where you know with with lauren pushing your arms back telling you that's where they need to be that's where they need to be until you get going and then literally i'm not pulling i literally just turn my arms down you know, from up here to down here, and that's pretty much where 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 I need to be to take off. And I just sit there and I I do it all. I I watch them like get out of the brakes, get out of the brakes, and you just see the wing fall back and it starts doing this, and then all of a sudden it just rolls over. And you like I watched one guy do four failed launches and brakes pulled all the way to, to his hip bones. I'm like, right. Do you do you go? Do you feel like you need to go out there and and 
I say, hey, maybe you should stay out of the breaks. But then <laughs> you're stuck between going out there and saying that and looking like an asshole, or you sit there and don't do nothing and the pilot gets hurt because maybe they don't know. Man, I was scared to death to go down there and have failed launches. And I think I had one, one for sure. And I can't remember if I had a second one closer to the end of the week, but I was scared to death, you know, to be in front of everybody. And Eric even asked me, you know, that one, I, I think it was just a crosswind. Like, stood straight up on its side and I gave up on that. I knew I wasn't going to recover from that, but that was my biggest fear is failed launches. Well, I had one or two, one of them, I had a great inflation moving forward and realized I didn't have my throttle on my hand. (laughs) It was still clipped in. (laughs) I was like, and that's in the video. I turned the wing back set it down and i was just like i have always made fun of those who go to take off with either a not their brakes in their hands or no throttle and i was like and how did that you know what it was and and kylo is is spot on with this um with the camera thing i was so worried about that camera angle losing the camera whatever you want to call it that i think that was where I screwed up. I I constantly thinking about that camera and that's, that is, it was the very first time I put that camera on and, you know, I was worried about losing that camera. I just bought it and I brought it up, brought that wing up. And then I turned, when I started to run, I was like, yeah, you don't have enough leg power to get yourself in the air. It's not going to happen. But I was just dumbfounded. I actually heard somebody go, what was wrong with that? Because everything was great. The inflation and everything was perfect. But I didn't have throttle on my hand. So I just laid it back down and tried to do it again. John Wayne says, my brakes are so long that I pull a lot of brake on takeoff. Should adjust them so nice in the air when they are long. Oh, Mr. He's Waller. Saying, yeah, he should adjust them, but it's nice in the air when they're long. Yeah, because then you don't have your damn arms way up here. I'm actually having my brake lines shortened um, either three or four inches long. I have, when I go to flare, I'm not getting the response um, that I normally get. So, or that I've been getting. And I think it's because my lines are stretched. I did, I did um, have the sheathing come off of two different brake lines. So... I showed up with the factory brake line, flew a couple times, looked over, realized my sheathing was um, torn. Um, I could see the Kevlar inside. So I came back, landed, replaced that within two launch or two uh, flights, that sheathing on that brand new line had come off. And I was like, holy crap, what's going on? What I have a steel. Uh, eyelet that the brake line goes through and inside that eyelet over time my line has chewed a hole or a, 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 a trench if you will in that eyelet and it was a rough burr in there and it was shearing or tearing the uh, sheathing off so Eric went in and shaved down that 
or sanded down that spot. And then we actually turned that eyelet so that wear mark was on the bottom. And I looked at the other side and my right side being the weaker side, it had a line in it, but it was very faint. So I asked uh, Shannon to go ahead and change those out to a pulley. And then she suggested a, um, what was it? Uh, a ceramic eyelet. So mm -hmm. either one that she can get in a reasonable amount of time is the one I'm going to end up going with. I'm hoping the pulley, I like the idea of something that's rolling with, not dragging across. So hopefully I can get the, uh, the pulley and not the eyelet. But I also don't want to wait a month to get parts and pieces because then I'll be going nuts. I will be trying to fly your 14-meter seed or wing. It's a seed. Is it? Okay. Yep. Oh, that would be that would be interesting. I'd have a better I'd have a better chance of just jumping off a cliff with the full throttle and just just hold it down. And that would only just keep me from falling at 120 mile an hour. It'd just keep me at like 60 heading toward the ground. It's it's a twitchy little sucker. I think I probably need to go to the beach to kite it just so I feel like I can have accomplished something because I've had a hell of a time keeping that thing in, in the air. Well, where I've been kiting, although I haven't had the greatest uh, conditions, but still. Mark Elroy, I tell you, he went to school over in Texas, I believe it was, and he did most of his training in laminar winds right off the uh, off the ocean. And when he got home, it was nothing like that. So if you can if you can learn to kite in in somewhat turbulent or trashy air, and you can somewhat get it right on a good day you're gonna be great you know it's just like driving you you can drive on dry roads with no traffic all day long but when it gets wet or snowy and you're in heavy traffic now now you're learning something you know so you know you can take that for for what it's worth if if the air is perfect and, and laminar how hard is that to really kite like i said i can go to the beach and walk up and down the beach and never even look at my wing because the wind's just constant blowing one direction off the ocean. It's nothing. You look cool because you're just walking along talking and not even looking at the wing. And yeah, everybody thinks it's amazing. But in reality, that's not skills. That's just the wind holding your wing up. Yeah. Yeah. Bill H just said learning on a twitchy little wing will help it uh, help you. It will make it on Exactly what I said. It'll make a normal wing easy. So yeah, if you can if you can set yourself up in like I said, trashy air or, or air that's not all that great, and you can maneuver back and forth and keep keep the wing under control. Imagine what happens when you have a good day with with your wing on good air. You'll be you'll be a boss foot dragging no time. <laughs> no pun intended right no and i i did feel horrible about my joke last night just so you know <laughs> which one the flamingo one <laughs> that was awesome no i i said it and i was like oh I'm an asshole and angela, <laughs> angela was in the chat and i'm like she's like that was funny i go i'm going to hell 
really fast. She goes, I'll meet you there. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn, man. I did. I did. I'm not, I'm not lying to you. I felt really bad. I was like, it oh, was gosh. funny in my head. And then when I said it out loud, I was like, you're an asshole. <laughs> no, that was, I loved it. That was hilarious. It took me a second. <laughs> no, Will, Will answers, um, because they stand on one leg. And I was just like, when I heard him say it, I was like, oh, it's not well, as funny as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm thinking it was a reference to me getting fried in the sun, like me being pink. And so I'm like, because we're both pink. And then I was like, because they stand on one leg. I was like, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of you being pink, make sure you bring some damn sunblock, dude. Holy Good idea. hell. <laughs> is your is your wife going down with you the whole time or is she uh uh-uh. um i leave thursday start or no i leave friday um she's flying down to orlando thursday of the next week and i figure by that time i'll have the afternoons open so i can okay. zip over to the airport and pick her up and then she'll if not right home with me if not let me know and i can go get her okay because it, yeah it's I gotta, literally- you know it's i don't have like anybody's phone numbers or a couple of you i got your email address i think but what's the best way to find like contact information on other ppgers go to um ppg zone or something like that well my my phone number is eight six seven five three oh nine all right jenny (laughs) just email email me tomorrow I'll, i'll give you my phone number and then we actually i emailed you i think my phone number oh Anyways, it's not it's not that big of a deal. But like I said, if okay. you don't have it freed up and it, it is on the weekend or she's coming in after four o'clock on a, on a weekday, I can run over. No, I think she's getting there in the afternoon, like around one. I, sh- I should be able to, to go to go get her. OK, if if you can't let me know and Thank I you. can, it's 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 45 minutes west of me. So, OK. Brian Waller said uh, ppgbrian.com. That's how you get a hold of him. Sweet. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike says Jenny. <laughs> Jenny? <laughs> now, if I told my daughter, if I told my daughter that, she'd be like, I don't understand. What's that number? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I seen I seen a thing on Facebook. It says um, it has a woman on her hands and knees crying because her daughter says that she likes classical music and it's from the eighties or whatever. Mm. <laughs> See, the woman obviously grew up listening to the eighties music. I was like, oh, I feel you there. I feel you there. <laughs> yep. Oh man. So, Eric Jade, you guys got anything to add to the uh, bad apples thing in my bobber? Anything you liked, disliked, other than your neighbor? Why don't you guys uh, turn your microphones off or on? Jeez. No, everything was awesome. It really was a lot of fun. Uh, I was just writing, writing in here on the chat. <laughs> the flying was great, but but the hangout you know, with everybody else was, uh, was a lot more fun. So, uh, you know, now we can actually, uh, now we know who these people are. So we right. won't feel as bad 
when we pick on you. Well, I told I told you and, and Jade, I'm exactly the same person I am online as I am in person. Is that true or false? No, that was true. Yeah, oh, true. He said that very disappointing. It was true. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, I I this this is me and and you know, I I will what was before I get into this. Will, what is your Favorite thing? What is your dislike thing? Ice cream would be the favorite. And the dislike. Hmm. No, no, seriously. What Eric said, and it's hard to fathom this because you're going to a fly-in. But every time I flew at Bad Apples, you know, I'd get out, get out there, tool around, have fun. <clears throat> but I wanted to get back, you know. I was feeling like I was missing the real fun, which I really was. I mean, can I fly at home? So the people were my favorite. Um, I guess I'd have to say accidents were my least favorite. Right. Well, that's a, that's a no brainer. Man. No, no, it's not because I had never experienced that before. So, oh. um, no, really it was my least favorite thing. I mean, I could, always, I could always, you know, I hate when people fail launches and, and, uh, you know, break props and stuff, but, um, yeah, man. I mean, really, that was my least favorite thing. And I, it's something I never want to see again. Did you actually witness it? I did. I witnessed both of them. Oh, wow. Uh, the power line one, too? Ed. I, sure I didn't. Um, Jason was in the air. I didn't. I, I was on the ground when that happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, but I'll tell you what. Good will come from that. And right. No. Yes. Oh yeah. No question about it. They'll be talking about it and in, in videos, I'm sure. But it sure made me a lot safer pilot while I was down there. And I uh, and uh, you know today, and I'll carry it with me the rest of my life. So, um, hey. I mean, well, with with that being said, um, my least favorite thing was to go tell his wife that he went down because her reaction caught me completely off guard and you know not knowing because as soon as I seen it I just took off running to go get her and her reaction just played over and over in my head it still does and dude I I don't want to tell nobody nothing no more you know what I mean like it it physically mentally just broke me down I was like holy crap what if because i like I said, I seen him go down. I just turned and ran and just started asking where the hell she was at. And then, you know, I just like, you know, I, I need to find her right now. And they're like, why? What's going on? And dude, I'm telling you, I, I cried only. I'm friends with him. I'm friends with her. I care greatly for both of them. But to have to tell her that and her witnessing over in Salton Sea or whatever it was out west, that pilot die out there. She just thought he was done, you know. And mm. holy crap, I don't ever want to have to go tell nobody nothing because I can't handle it, you know. And I went in my camper and I took care of some business in there, and I was just not. I'm glad nobody came in there because I I don't like to cry in front of other people, but it freaking bothered the hell out of. And 
Oh yeah. Thanks Jade. Um, so if anybody in the chat would like to at least share the GoFundMe um, link that Jade just uploaded in the chat, um, they don't have health insurance. Um, he's going to be in the hospital two weeks or better. He's got 10 weeks of therapy and just a whole bunch of medical bill bills that they're going to need a ton of help with. So if anybody can, uh, Donate a dollar. I mean, you don't think a dollar is much, but enough people donate money. It makes a difference. Um, I can I can honestly tell you that when my son got sick, we needed my health insurance requires we pay three thousand uh, dollars copay for the year. After three thousand dollars, we don't pay nothing for anything. My 19 year or he was 18 at the time, didn't have $3,000. We didn't have $3,000. We started GoFundMe. I asked for $3,000. Nothing more, nothing less. I just needed enough to help cover the, the copay. And then, of course, the, the new year rolled around and, well, insurance went up $3,000. So it went up to $6,000. And then, you know, we ended up traveling to different hotels and, and staying at different hotels and hospitals and, you know, six, seven weeks at a time. So you're talking $1,200 every 10 days for hotel rooms and food and everything else. We weren't working. We had still had to pay house payments and all that stuff. So we got enough money to support my son, cover his medical bills and pay for the bare, bare necessities of our house. While we were going through that, we turned the internet off, um, took our cell phones down to bare minimum and, you know, did things that we had to do to, to survive and, and help support him. So these people would need the exact same thing. Melissa, because of COVID is not allowed to stay the night at the hospital. So she has to have a hotel room. So they have to pay for the hotel rooms. Um, the medical bills it's 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 something that none of us expect or have to go one to go through but they are so if you guys can help out in any way that'd be greatly appreciated at least share it and and try to reach out to more people the more people that see it will definitely help out and uh help them get through this because he's in uh he's gonna be not flying for a while. That's got to be the hardest part, I think. Oh, man. But the silver lining is he's going to be okay, right? Yes. Yes. And we'll all learn something, too. You know, that was the hard lesson. But, you know, I mean, that, that was tough, what happened to him. That was unfortunate. And and I'm, I, I, I texted Melissa today. I told her, hey, man, we love you. We're thinking about you. And uh, she's got a lot of support that she probably doesn't even know about. Well, Kobe just put in a chat that he'll be leaving the hospital Thursday and he just texts Nick. So wow. I, yeah, I actually got a call from Nick um, after his surgery the next day and he was, you know, in high spirits feeling, you know, as good as you can get after a surgery like that. And, uh, you know, he's trying to, trying to, as, as a patient trying to make sure that his wife is, you know, not too worried and this and that, it's gotta be stressful. You know, it, it's, I just, I just hope that they can, uh, 
Yeah, he just said that Kobe just said he, he cannot be on his feet for 10 weeks. So he's going to be bedridden for 10 weeks. That's got to uh, – I can't even stay in my bed until till 10 o'clock. I got to get out by 8 o'clock or I'm stiff all day long. Will, what time do you get out of bed when you go to fly-ins? When I go to fly-ins, I sleep in. <laughs> to win. I, I think I – I don't know. I think I had one breakfast there with you guys. <laughs> That was a mistake. <laughs> I got up too early. But, but normally when I'm home, I get up like eight o'clock every day. 7 30, 8 o'clock, you know, like clockwork. Are you saying that are you saying that, that 60 that 60 degree camper kept you hibernating a little longer every night? I, 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 what do you call that when you put uh put dead people in like frozen? Board. No, 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 like uh, <laughs> uh, stasis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> That's funny. No, but uh, hey, the funny thing is about that is it, I was really cold the first night, but then every night thereafter, I got used to it. Oh, there yeah, you go. The Shane would spoon him. Yeah, Will doesn't know. I was sneaking there in the middle of the night, spooning them, and uh, <laughs> and I get up in the morning to go fly. Shane doing the army crawl on the floor, getting over to Will. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it was a great time. I mean, I, I was really surprised because I always thought Salt and Sea was like, you know, I wanted to go out there because I thought that was like the biggie, you know. And uh, it turns out this was the biggie. And I wanted might to be the new, the new biggie. Yeah, I guess so. It's biggie. I have a I guess Sunshiners and Dave Purden is going to be pretty busy too. Oh, Dave Purden's is going. Oh, well. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Okay. That's like one hour away from me, St. John's, Michigan. Then you need to come. I know. I'm telling you. Mr. Wolf is like, he's like, hey, September, <laughs> come on out. I'll take you on a tandem. Hello. Yeah. I, I will tell you, Dave Purden so far is my. Hands down, no comparison, favorite flying that I've been to. The view, the river, the mountains. I, I call them mountains. They call them foothills, whatever. No. Um, it was just absolutely unbelievable. Just, it's, a, I couldn't get enough of it. I did not want to leave. I go to, every year I go to Ohio to hunt. Never have I been there to fly, which this year coming up, I will be going to hunt and fly. All the, not at the same time as much as I would love to try that. Um, but, yeah, I'll hunt in the morning, and then when it warms up a little bit, I'll take off my paramotor, fly around for a little while, and then come back and land, take, have lunch and take a nap, and then go back in the afternoon to hunt. Question for you, Shane. Ah. Imagine the number, so we have, I think, what, 325 or so registered pilots at that. Right. Can you imagine that same amount at Dave Purden's? I mean, there's not the room. There's no room. It's not, it won't accommodate that many? I, I don't. Hmm. Um, Good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll have to look into that one. Yeah, because there's a lot of pent up demand. There's You're just talking about in Michigan, right? No, it's in Ohio. Oh. Oh, okay. Ports, Portsmouth, 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 uh, Ohio. Oh, okay. Dave, Dave, 
David was talking about the one in September or something. That's 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 the one in Ohio. It's, the, it's on the Ohio Kentucky River. It's like the oh. northwest. I'm sorry, oh. southwest section of Ohio. Oh, okay. But Will, I'll be coming right by your house to uh, go to Ohio if you want to hitch hitch a ride. I'll meet you in Ohio. I'm actually all my family lives in Ohio, so I'm going to go to the flying and then. Yeah, my wife my wife's family's from there, so I'll I'll end up probably. Um, I will probably be heading over there, flying over their property and checking out some new hunting spots for this hunting season. And <laughs> my family's got hey, a. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me just throw. It. My family's got a, a grass strip on their farm. It's been there for hundred and something years, you know. So I'm going to go fly that first time PPG. Nice, cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. And what is Ohio go, known for? Go, go, Will. Uh, wasn't it spaghetti? Buckeyes. Chili, chili spaghetti. Chili spaghetti. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Oh no, really? Chili the most president of any state. I didn't know that. That's pretty impressive, actually. Mark Mark Elroy said he will be in Florida part of the that time. I may try to come over when Shane is there. I uh, Elroy, you talking about uh, over at Aviator when uh, DP's there? Yeah, one up, but same same place. Are you going to be at Aviator? Or are you going to be at Wachula? No, I'm going to be uh, at Lake Wales, but okay. training with one up. Okay, all right. Who's all on the chat tonight? I can say hi to. Just checking. Everyone. Walter Walter's in the chat, Linda. Is? Walter Walter, my sugar. Walter's <laughs> I know. I, um, I didn't want, want to be like rude, unsociable, but I had to escape for a little bit and, you know, go down and check on the parents and everything. And it's all good. So my mom, my mom has like a major ant problems in the kitchen so the answer it's that time of the year you know so down there linda you know what's worse you know what's worse than ants in your pants right oh uh what is what is yes yes shane what is worse than ants in my pants tell me an uncle <laughs> <laughs> That was marginally funny. Why am I laughing? I can't encourage you on these things. Uh, I, I laugh every time. I'm like, why am I encouraging him? Great. There goes that. There goes that therapy. Okay. So, um, DP, DP Mark uh, Elroy wants to make sure that he has the dates correct. And you put yeah. that in there. I just see that now. Never mind. I'll just be yep. quiet. I'll, I'll be over here if you need me. I just literally saw it as I was saying it. Um, I know Mark Elroy's dad's over on the West Coast, and I'm on the East Coast. But Mark, if you want to come over for a day or two and hang out, whatever, we can make that happen. Fly the compound, whatever. Actually, if Mark comes over this way, we'll fly out of Sebastian Airport, go over the river and down the beach. Oh, just so you know. And yeah, yeah. That, that is a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I just got to say hi to all my chatters. Thank you, chatters. I don't want to make them feel left out, you know. So I got to say hi to everybody. 
Linda, you look absolutely crazy with that hair flapping in the wind there with your fan <laughs> or whatever crazy. it is. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna change your name to Medusa on, <laughs> on your channel. <laughs> Oh my God. I know, something like that. Well, I got my fan going because uh, the parents don't have the AC on yet, you know, but today was a lovely day. It was like 80, that's why I took my cowboy hat out. I had to go downstairs and check on the parents and stuff, and I, my, uh, I took my cowboy hat off, and uh, I was like, ah. yeah, so that's why I got the fan going, the window open, and it's not bad. It was like 80 today, and I went on my two and a half mile walk. Um, on, on felt purpose? Really good since three weeks ago or whatever when I fell on my face, you know, and I was like, well, it's like, you know, you fall off the horse, you got to get back on. So I'm like, okay, I need to go back on walk. How did you fall on your face again? Like this. <laughs> I, said, I had the wrong kind of walking boots, okay. I had my cowboy um, fat baby boots on and I walked in those like for a month, I go on, you saw it, like four mile walk. And a few weeks ago, I was going up that little hill and that little hill got me. I went down. Yeah. You know, you know, it gets my wife flat surfaces. That girl cannot walk on flat surface, uh, save her life without tripping. I, I feel her pain. I do. In fact, today when I was walking, I was like, okay, I just took my time. So good. You know, and did, a, did my mile, two mile walk and. Went, stopped at Walgreens right by the park after I walked and I got me another pair of penny shoes and came home and it was all good. But yeah, um, I, I'm healing up good. I'm just glad that I didn't trash my knee because I already, I already killed it like uh, in 2016 when I fell at work. So I was so worried when I fell that I re-injured it. But um, thank God I didn't break anything, you know. I got like a sweet thumb. I was like, "Wham, mom!" My mom's like, "Whatever." <laughs> when you're 94, you know, raising six kids, she's like, "Yeah, okay, Linda." But hey, um, I want to, I want to thank those who uh, donated to Nick tonight. Greatly okay. appreciate it, Mike Rockwood and uh, John Wayne. Do, yeah. Is that? Hey, listen, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how much anything helps. It literally, truly helps. I would get emails and notifications that somebody donated 50 cents, a dollar. Dude, it all matters. If you can donate a dollar, great. It truly does help out. I can't tell you. There were pages and pages of people that were like, I, I, I wish I could do more, but this is all I could afford. And it didn't matter if it was a $1,000 donation or a dollar. We appreciated every bit of it just like they do and you know it it go it does matter it does help and thank you guys for donating truly so can you i get on facebook? facebook i can donate on the on the linda if you go if you go to my page um okay. you'll see you'll see the uh the link if you can share okay. that's great okay what was that what was that will i was saying have you seen his picture on his gofundme page Yes. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah. yeah. You can tell that there's a sense of humor behind that mask. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could just oh, yeah. tell. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. We're, we're going to end. Sure tomorrow. We're going to end this. Um, 
I want to make sure Will gets enough sleep. And <laughs> we're we're gonna have to start working on getting Will up in the morning to fly. Butter air, just amazing scenery, and Will's over there drooling on his pillow. It just hey, didn't make sense. A, a new a new Moster one eighty five would do the trick, Shane. Do you need to start yourself a GoFundMe? Hey, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know exactly, man. My sister-in-law, she like text me, "Hey, I already went out walking and running, and uh, I've been. I was out there at six o'clock, seven o'clock this morning." And I'm like, "Good for you." <laughs> yeah, right. I All right, guys. Like two in the afternoon, because that's. 